back to the Midday Grind with Martin and Marlo on 590 The Fan and 590thefan.com. Marching into the Shafits tomorrow night, Friday night game. You don't see that a lot in college basketball. Love that idea. Billikens undefeated in the Atlantic 10, hoping to rock the place tomorrow against St. Joe. And joining us, the head coach at SLU, Travis Ford. Travis, Martin and Charlie here with you on 590. How are you? Doing great, guys. Appreciate you having me on. Hey, it is it is kind of rare. And then a Friday night home game or even a road game, you just don't see a lot of Friday nights in college basketball. No, you know, it is a little unusual, uh, but it is, uh, you know, it's it's our night to be uh, on ESPN all across the country uh, at 6 p.m. here Central Time tomorrow in Shapitz Arena. So, you know, that's kind of a big night for Atlantic 10 basketball for key games uh, in our league. So uh, it happens to be us tomorrow night. So hopefully we'll pack Shapitz Arena out. We're going to need all the help we can get. I know coaches get in kind of the tunnel during the game, but you can tell the difference, can't you? When you walk out there and there's energy in the crowd and the place is packed as opposed to maybe half full, you can, I mean, you're going to coach the same. You're going to still try and win the same way, but it's got to feel a little different on those sidelines. Oh, there's no question about it. You know, our players, especially they recognize it immediately. And as hard as you want your team to play, no matter what the situation is, it always gives you that little extra motivation or that, that little extra push when you got a great crowd, like we normally have here at Chaffetz, uh, we got great fan support, uh, but yeah, you notice it. It's a difference maker when this place is packed. I don't think there's too many tougher places to play in the country. So uh, the rowdier it is, the louder it is, uh, the more we, uh, the more it gives us an advantage. Travis, what about these East Coast road trips where you stay uh, through a couple games this past weekend? You have all the weather, trying to get out of town safely, of course. First, then you're in Philadelphia. You're in New York. It seems like it would be kind of fun to practice at different gyms along the way. I'm sure the kids are studying. What are those like? Well, to start back, we've actually been on a, a, an unbelievable schedule, almost like an NBA schedule. Uh, starting back tomorrow will be our fifth game in 12 days in conference play. Uh, I've never been a part of anything like that uh, in 23 years. Um, not you know, First two games were at home, and then you go on the road, as you mentioned, uh, to Philadelphia and you play LaSalle, uh, uh, you know, a, a very tough place to play. And then we have to bus after the game. We bus to New York. Um, I guess it was uh, Saturday night. We get into New York about 1230 or so. Uh, then you spend two days in New York sitting around a hotel room, practicing a little bit, watching film. Uh, and then we played Fordham on, uh, on Tuesday night and arrived back in here at St. Louis at about 1230 again. So, it's, it, it was not only been a grueling schedule overall, but a tough road trip in that we were out for about five to six days on the road without coming back home. Uh, but good to be back here. Uh, like I said, just an end, uh, a, a grueling schedule, five games in 12 days ending tomorrow night. You've had a consistent season, a very good season from Javon Bess, Hassan French. We sort of know what he'll give you, maybe a little more scoring here and there. But it seems like one of the key ingredients right now is Jordan Goodwin looking to score more, giving you that maybe third or fourth element. What have you seen from Goodwin, and is this similar to last year where the – not that the switch was flipped, but that he sort of got to another level when conference play began? 
Yeah, I think, you know, Jordan's coming off a really good game against Fordham, uh, not just because he made shots, and everybody's going to look at that. I don't think any of our guys actually go in a game thinking they have to score, but you take what the defense gives you, and, uh, you know, he, he happened to come out of the gate making some threes, which really got our team, you know, uh, energized. And uh, But it's all the other stuff that he does. He came up with some huge rebounds down the stretch. One rebound that I thought was one of the bigger keys to the game, he got a – we missed a three. I think it was under two minutes or or so. Very tight game. We missed a three. He literally goes from one side of the court to the other to rebound it with three Fordham players all around the ball. He he just literally takes the ball from them, gets to the rim, gets fouled, and then makes his free throws. Uh, so he does so many things that can affect the game. And uh, But I'm with you. I agree. I think he's playing his best basketball right now. All right, St. Joe, we know about Phil Martelli. He's been there a couple thousand years, it seems, or whatever. He's, he's a staple in the A-10. How about his team? Uh, give us a little scouting report, what we'll see. And, by the way, it is an early start, 6 o'clock, Chaffetz, on Friday. Keep that in mind. Uh, head down early. But tell us a little bit about the opponent. Yeah, you know, uh, St. Joe's, as you mentioned, has got great basketball tradition. Phil Martelli is one of the great coaches in college basketball. Um, this is a team that was picked preseason second uh, behind us. So that alone tells you how good they are uh, and, and the potential that they have. They're coming off a huge win against Davidson. Uh, Davidson was uh, you know, undefeated in, uh, in our league. Uh, so that was a big win for St. Joe's. So they're coming in here with a lot of confidence. Uh, they got one of the elite players uh, in the country in Charlie Brown. Uh, Charlie Brown's averaging a little over 17, almost 18 points a game. Just a terrific, terrific one-on-one uh, basketball player. Great athlete, shooting 88% from the foul line. Uh, just, you know, really, really good basketball player. And then they've got uh, their big-time three-point shooting team. They'll start a lineup that all five guys, uh, their strength is shooting the ball. Even their fours and their fives, their center, what he does is shoot threes. Uh, almost half their shots are from the three-point line. And then you know they're always going to play tough, aggressive defense. We're expecting them to probably play us a lot of man-man, but also mostly a lot of zone. We're expecting a lot of zone from those guys. But this was a team that was picked second preseason, so that tells you enough right there. Travis, you guys have won five straight, but dealt with some adversity, of course, with Cartier Gordon transferring. Is there something, too, even though you guys wished him well and he's announced he's going to DePaul, that – after something like that happens, that you can still have a good season, obviously, and maybe the guys in the room kind of bond together and say, hey, this isn't the end of the year. We still have a ton of talent. You guys have responded well, and I'm just wondering, what's that like in the room when you lose a player like that? But, hey, there's still a lot of talent. We can still do some big things this season. It's interesting because, you know, that's been a kind of popular question. I tell people nobody thinks about it except maybe the media fans. Nothing <laughs> changed. Uh, nobody talks about it in our locker I mean, even that day, uh, and people would ask, well, how, you know, if no, it was never brought up, we move on, we were practice just like we always did, prepared like we always did. Nobody ever, it was never even brought up in a, uh, in a setting at all. Everything stayed as normal, stayed just the same. So from that standpoint, um, you know, nothing's changed for us. And that, that, that's true mostly for any team that you're in. It doesn't mean sometimes you lose players that, made such a difference on the court that maybe the team doesn't play as well. But as far as strategy, as far as things like that, you know, nothing it, it, nothing ever changed. And you got Deion Wiley back in the mix. There's a kid that we've talked about who can shoot it a little bit. You know, he's got a, a, got a touch there. 
Do you see him getting a little more involved with each game? Is that sort of the game plan? Yeah, you know, he's had a tough go injury-wise and uh, been very difficult to develop any consistency with Dion. But we love him as a player and as a person, just a great guy. Uh, want to do, he wants to do whatever he can to help our team. But, yes, his strength is shooting the ball. Once he gets in better shape, because he was out for, goodness, almost five weeks um, or, or even maybe even longer, once he gets his legs back in shape, he'll start making more shots. Um, but his experience can really hopefully help us down the stretch here. Uh, he's been in a lot of big games throughout his college career. Um, and, uh, you know, what, again, once he gets in shape, uh, he's going to be fine. And how about Hassan French? I'm at the game the, uh, the other day, UMass, of course, and you said afterwards that you didn't even know if he was going to play, had, had a back issue, and he blows up with a career-high 25 points. You always know he's going to do the little things, offensive rebound, play defense. What's his offensive upside? To see a guy like that score 25, how much more can we see from Hassan, do you think? Well, I think he's always capable. I, you know, I tell him all the time, I, I I believe in him greatly. Sometimes I think more, I have more confidence in him than he even does in himself sometimes. Uh, you know, he's such a humble individual, such a nice young man. I tell him sometimes he's almost too nice. Uh, but I think he's got the capability of scoring 25 any night when he really plays with that killer instinct and really motivated to dominate a game and really motivated to, to want the ball, really motivated to offensive rebound. Uh, then I think he can become unstoppable uh, because he's not just a low post scorer. Yes, he can score down low because of his physicality and his touch, but he's really good at going one-on-one from 10 to 15 feet out, uh, right or left. Uh, I, I, don't th- I, I think it goes unnoticed a lot that uh, he's equal right-hand, left-hand. Uh, most post players either go right with their right or go left. He shoots both equally as well, uh, and he uses both pretty much 50-50. But I have, you know, great expectations for Hassan, and he knows uh, that I expect him to, to, you know, be one of the elite players in our league. Um, And when his mind is in that mindset, then good things happen. It's five straight wins. Billikens are 13-4. and They're 4-0 in the Atlantic 10. They're home on Friday night against St. Joe's. Chance to pack the Chaffetz tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. Travis, thanks for hopping on, and I can tell you, Kusumano, he had to leave from the radio studio. I, he was talking to his buddies. He's off work tomorrow. Well, he likes to knock down those Bud Lights. You may have mm-hmm. a very raucous Kusumano section at that game tomorrow. Oh, man. He might, we want to make sure he's on that front row. I know he expects that VIP uh, service, so we never take care of him. <laughs> he expects but that. Now, I want to also mention, guys, I want to mention, we have some tickets available that are only $7.50 to get in. And there's no bad seats in shape. It's, you know that. But you can buy a ticket for this big-time game tomorrow for $7.50. Just uh, use the promo code BLUE, B-L-U-E, on slewbillikins.com. And I want to reiterate, that game's at 6 o'clock tomorrow night. And wear your blue. It's blue out night, 6 p.m. Blue out night. Frank will wear blue. As long as you give him a free shirt, he will wear it. Guaranteed. That's right. right. (laughs) Travis, thanks for hopping on. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right, Travis Ford, Billikens head coach. They are 4-0 in the Atlantic 10, last team undefeated in conference as of right now. When I think of Hassan French, now I'm not trying to sell his basketball talent short at all because I think he surely has a pro basketball future. I don't know. No. I don't know if that's in the NBA, overseas, whatever. Doesn't he strike you as one of these really good college basketball players? Look at his size, 6'7", 235 that if he wanted to, could become one of these NFL tight ends. We've seen this 
with some guys over the years. Mo Cox, Antonio Gates, right? No, 100%. I've said that about him, too. And you don't want to diminish the basketball, but I agree. He could he could be a tight end. He's a monster. Absolutely. Uh, Billiken's big game tomorrow. Appreciate Coach hopping on the show. I'm wondering, you know, the band or the student section more specifically, where they mock the other team mm-hmm. or they try to, will they be playing off the fact you got a guy named Charlie Brown? Yeah. On St. Joe's, don't you have yeah. to have some Charlie Brown material ready? And if you're the parents, your last name is Brown. Do you want to name your kid Charlie? I love the name Charlie, of course. Great name. That's yeah, no kidding. But can you name your kid Charlie Brown? I mean, let's look this you up. have it only to blame for yourself when people make every single joke in the book and when some poor girl up the street starts, you know, traumatizing him by pulling the football away. Right. This is only, I'm sorry. If you don't have a like a yoink sound for if he has an air ball tonight, a what do you do? Like I'm, I'm saying, you got to have the Lucy pulling the ball right. away if Charlie Brown air balls a shot tonight, right? You or, have to have that. Or in the introductions, they'd be like, starting from St. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, they did it to him. So this kid, I'm sure he's probably like six eight two. Hold on, hold on. I looked this up. Six seven one ninety nine. Ooh, it's not just Charlie Brown. It's Charlie Brown Jr family name so his dad dealt with this as well wow here's a question and yeah his dad would be old enough too that the peanuts were an established thing probably for 10 or 15 years before his dad was even born when did it start peanuts 50s, started in the 60s, 50s right 50, 50 like oh, 58 yeah. i think lot. it was 57 it was 57 or 58 look it up fall of 57 hey it's almost one o'clock which means the doors are about to open at fast eddie's it's no, 11 it's o'clock friday saturday sunday but Doors open and the fun begins. You know, the grill's already fired up. Get some peel and eat shrimp. We got another big snow weekend. How fun is that? Just to ride the storm out at Fast Eddie's, the Fat Eddie Burger. You know what? Actually, if you just eat a burger, Chuck, that's not bad for you. A little bit of protein in there. 100%. A couple of bucks for a half pound burger. Get the big Elwood on a stick that's marinated beef. Man, mm. getting hungry just thinking about mm. it. It's not just the food. It's the coldest beer. It's the outdoor patio. It is fun, folks. It's like an old roadhouse. If you haven't been in a while, head to Fast Eddie's in Alton, Illinois. Easy to find. The street even says Fast Eddie Way. You can't miss it. Clark Bridge into Alton. Turn right, and you'll run right into Fast Eddie's where the food, the fun, is always being served up seven days a week. They've got live music seven days a week as well. Time now to honor... Charlie, want to honor the Athlete of the Week? I think we should honor. Absolutely. High School Athlete of the Week. That is presented by our friends at Schnooks and our Athlete of the Week, Chris Hill from Brentwood, shooting guard who can shoot it, leads the area in points per game, 28.6. How about that? 28.6. His coach, Kevin Callum, joins us on the show now. Coach, welcome aboard. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Tell us about Chris's game. I mean, nearly 29 a game at the high school level is just insane. Is he on par or has he exceeded expectations? Uh, he's definitely on par. Um, I've known since he was a freshman that he's going to be a special player. Um, he does everything he, he, from playing defense, uh, rebounding. It's not just his offense that he concentrates on. He, he, he's got the whole package. And when teams start reading those stats, you know they're going to they're gonna look to shut him down. What are they doing right now? I mean, the boxing one is old school. What do they do to try and slow him down? <laughs> well, that's funny. The, uh, uh, two games ago, we played St. Pius, and they ran a box from one against him. Um, he still ended up with 28 points. 
I mean, he, he gets rebounds, he pushes it up the court. So it's sometimes, sometimes you just can't just put one person on. So he's not just doing everything in the half court. He gets rebound, pushes it up, gets everybody else involved. Um, goes to the rack, mid-range, three-pointers. He's uh, a knockdown shooter, so it's really hard to prepare for him. Yeah, I'm checking that box score from the St. Pius game. Like you said, 28 points. Nine of fifteen shooting, so he's either getting to the line a lot or he's making a bunch of three pointers, right there. Uh, yeah, I think he was. Um, I think he might have been five for six that game from the three point line. He's a four for five or five for six, but yeah, he was really on fire that game. And with the player like that, tell us about the team. Uh, the team loves him. They know that he's our uh, go to guy. Uh, they're okay with him. Uh, being itself and getting all the spotlight right now, but uh, they know they roles as a team and they're, they're happy for them. They they do their part of the team, do their do their part for the team, and uh, he does his part for the team. And how far can your team go with Chris leading the way? Um, as far as, as far as I can see, we're looking for our goal is to win a district title this year. Um, it's been a while since Burnwood has won a district title, so that's our goal right now. Everybody's focused and uh, looking forward to getting better until we get to districts. And, Coach, what do you think uh, Chris's college prospects are? Uh, I know he's just a junior, but uh, what kind of interest is he getting? Uh, he's Like I said, Chris is just, just now getting everybody's attention. So I feel like he's a Division One player. Like I said, he's just a junior. Um, he is a two two way sport athlete. Um, he plays football too, um, but I think he could play on the Division One level as long as he keeps working hard and getting better. The coach at Brentwood High School basketball coach Kevin Cullum, thanks for hopping on, telling us more about Chris Hill, who is the high school athlete of the week, averaging twenty nine points a game. So even if you're not a Brentwood alum, want to see some good ball? Check out an upcoming game by the Eagles. Coach, thanks so much. All right, thanks, guys. All thanks. right, and the High School Athlete of the Week, as always, brought to you by our friends at Schnooks, who also provide healthy meals this time of year. The Simply Slim magazine, you can grab mm. that for free at any neighborhood Schnooks when you buy the healthy foods. Now all you need are some recipes. You can get those in the Simply Slim magazine at your area Schnooks. Thank love, you for shopping at yeah. Schnooks. Yeah, love Schnooks. Love Brentwood. Lived there for four love years. Love the Brentwood Schnooks. City of warmth. Been to that Brentwood Schnooks there uh, tons of times. It's a great high school too. Kind of, it's on High School, high school Road, Drive, and it's kind of packed right in there in the middle of all the houses, the neighborhood there. Great neighborhood. The yep. And Iggy's a Hall of Famer. He is. Brentwood. And Gary Cornfeld. Gary Cornfeld, friend of the show, City of Warmth. All right, time now for the end of the day. The end of the day. Okay, when's the end of the day? At the end of the day, it's going to be tough to tell someone they might not be in it. At the end of the day, even though there's moments where you're like, oh, I, you know, I don't want to do this. I want to get your thoughts on something the NBA is going to try to do. NBA referees will answer questions about calls in real time over Twitter in a select number of games for the rest of the season. This starts Monday night. Warriors at Lakers is a game on TNT. Officials, actual officials, will answer questions while watching the game at, at official NBA refs. Uh, first question, was that a travel? Second question, why wasn't that called traveling? <laughs> Third question, was that traveling? James Harden, every single move he makes uh, is a travel. Not a bad idea. Wouldn't mind chiming in. I've always thought refs should be held accountable 
Yeah. After the game, no. Look, if the refs make a terrible call or if they have a good call or it's a controversial call, why don't the refs do a press conference? I know with baseball, you have the pool reporter and all that. In the NBA, you have the last two-minute report of every game. I want to see that person at a podium sometimes. But there can be an influential call outside of the final two minutes, though, that affects the outcome of a game. I don't don't like how they just assume that the final two minutes is where the important stuff happens. I don't like that. We want accountability. That's what this show is all about. 100%. That's why we have Mosaic on and we play footsie, okay? We're looking for (laughs) accountability, okay? Correct. And transparency. And I'm not crazy about these officials neither. What's the over-under on the number of questions Mo gets about either Harper or Machado this weekend from the media? Oh, warm up. It's a great Because you know he was really hoping they'd be signed by now. So now he, he wouldn't have to answer any more questions about them. But now, not only are they still out there, but there They're are reports available. about Machado's price being significantly lower than what people originally thought he would sign for. Well, we don't comment on specific players. Well, they're free agents. That's true, but we don't comment on specifically. All right, let's just say a guy who may or may not have played for the Nationals who's from Vegas with a lot of potential. Let's just keep it hypothetical, of course. By the way, I'm going to laugh. If after Dan Lozano writes this memo and poo-pooing the seven years, 175 for Manny Machado, which, by the way, I watched an interview on MLB Network this morning where Bob basically said, uh, prove me wrong. (laughs) I would love to see... The deal being like seven years, 180. And now Dan Lozano, see? See, I told you. He just went a little too strong in that memo. He could have just said the reports are not true. And that, you know, just to say that, you don't have to say, I'm going to continue to respect the CBA and not negotiate through the media. And he said, the truth (laughs) is their reports, meaning Buster Olney and Bob Nightingale, this is Dan Lozano, the agent. The truth is their reports on the details of the White Sox level of interest in Manny are completely wrong. He might interpret their offer as being not seriously interested. They're like, no, we're totally interested. We'll give you $175 million. And he's saying, they're not really interested in my client, are they? And by the way, that's your best offer. That's bad. Probably. Or close. Like if it ends up being eight years, 200 that's not that far off for an extra year at the same age. Yeah, see, these guys were way off. Yeah, it was an extra year. Same AAV. The funny thing is, he's accusing teams of feeding the media information, which is usually what the agents do. This is the same game that the agents play. They feed material to get it out there. What's crazy to me, though, is, and we all, I think, would agree that baseball is now smarter in terms of contract. You could also argue cheaper. Forensic audit. Forensic audit. But how dumb were they just like four years ago? Like, it went from being really dumb to really smart. Like, the Jeff Samarja deals and the Mike Leak deals, whoa, whoa, those weren't whoa, that long ago. Whoa, those whoa, 80, Mike 90, getting, now hold on, whoa. those 80, 90 million dollar deals that were what, four or five years ago? Now they're Lance Lynn three years, 30. It changed 180 degrees in, in three or four years. It's crazy. Maybe Mike Leak was sort of the tipping point for owners everywhere. Oh my God. Mike Leak just got 80 million dollars. What Samarja are you doing? Too. By the way, Adam Adovino, three years, $27 million to the, the Yanks. Their bullpen is just going to be unbelievable. After what he said about Babe Ruth, I don't want that guy on my team. Remember that? <laughs> yes. Did he say he'd strike him out every time? <laughs> Have you guys seen, though, the video that's been going around Twitter of Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig taking BP? Have you seen this video? You need to check it out because I have to say, I was defending the Bambino when Adam Adovino said I'll strike him out every time. No, he would. I have to say, though, I've watched this video. Now, maybe they were just taking their first swings of the spring, 
It was very unimpressive. The and bat again, speed is so slow. That's what I'm saying. Look, Babe Ruth, unbelievable. Probably the greatest player ever. Unbelievable numbers. Same with the Iron Horse. All I'm saying is this this particular two- or three-minute clip of Gehrig and Ruth taking BP was extremely unimpressive. That's all I'm saying. If if you don't believe me, just check it out on social media. I feel the same way when people carp about uh, like how crazy the 60s and 70s NBA was. You put on any random regular season game in 1972, and you're like, oh, yeah, the physicality here is just breathtaking. Wow. And guys are just breezing by, just like handshaking, like barely slapping thighs on the way to the rim. It's it's like, oh, this is just how the regular season is in the NBA. Slapping thighs. But you've seen this video, correct? Yes. I'm watching Do you it agree now. with me? Yeah, 100%. The bat speed is so slow. I, I feel like these guys aren't catching up to – like we talk about how it's all about movement. I feel like even Adovino doesn't even have to put much movement. These guys just aren't touching yeah, 99 I don't think Ruth or Gehrig ever saw any slider. In their time, I also feel like the pitchers, let alone like a ninety mile per hour right. one, like they're all friendly and like Babe's like, "Hey there, Billy, what you gonna be offering up here?" And he's like, "Yeah, <laughs> probably try and put a little fastball by it. Here it comes, Babe, coming right down the middle. See if you can hit it." I just feel like it wasn't as intense. It's like, I mean, do you think Cece Sabathia wouldn't just put him on his ass every single every single at plate appearance? Like, Cece, like, are you kidding me? No, he would destroy him. Ask, Call that a gut? Ask worse pitchers. How they would fare. Go up to Mike Leak and be like, you think you'd strike out Babe Ruth every time you faced him? All I'm saying is, I'm not trying to hate on the Babe. No, you are. But this... You're, just, you're speaking no, to all the dead. Go no, ahead. this piece of video has been making the rounds you on seen... social media. I watched the whole thing, and it's hard not to watch that and take away from it. It's really unimpressive. That's all I'm saying. Uh, sad day in our nation's history. Today was the first day of Prohibition. This is actually National Bootleggers Day. Bootleggers? Bootleggers. That's a different day. Is there a National Bootlicker Day? I'm going to look that up. <laughs> That's for the media people that kind of suck up to the local teams. <laughs> Order Randy. Oh, uh, well, that's He's our boots guy. That's fine. That's totally different. We're all bootlickers. Love Chuck's boots. <laughs> 590. All right, finally, Blues at Bruins tonight. Jake oh, that's Allen right. Yeah, hockey. Next. Jake Allen is back. You, like I said. You, <laughs> you preface this by saying that we're going to be a big Blues uh, hour, and it's been a little bit with Jamie McLennan. Sure. And then we've drifted away. Who you got tonight? Do the Blues win? And uh, their odds of making the playoffs right now stands at 27%. It went down. Uh, I think they'll lose tonight. Okay. Not to be negative. Oh, you're being negative. They've been playing pretty well. but And then it'll be, well, the end of a trip. They're kind of wiped out. It's been a long time away from home. Can't wait to get back home, then back out on the road. I will go 3-2 Bruins. Jake on the road. Rested. Road numbers are unbelievable. Oh, there you go. Look. No. Austin's lost three no. last four. Hook. Hold on. David Backus is a healthy scratch, right? We'll see if he plays tonight, but uh, I root for storylines as well. I want both Binner Binner, Chicken Dinner, and Jake Allen to both be good. I want it to be very awkward. You know what I'm saying about like who that. starts for the rest of the season, and that's a good problem to have for the Blues. I say Blues win 4-2. Chuck loves the awkward. That's the end of the day. All right, that's also the end of the show. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to talk some Buckeyes, some football. Butler Benote, former Buckeye in the house. Jim Hazlitt at 11.30 on his days in New Orleans with the Saints. But first, a word from Uncle Milty. Love Uncle Milty. I was just going to say that my two favorite phrases from today's show, though. Can you guess them? Forensic audit. Forensic audit. 100% forensic audit. And uh, then Rocchio just said it. Slapping thighs, thighs, baby. Feels like a TMA. Our next radio show will slap be called Slapping Thighs. But back to our guy, Milty. Are you currently sideways with the IRS? Speaking of forensic audits or audits in general. Do you have years of unfiled tax returns keeping you up at night? Are you facing tax liens, bank levies, or wage garnishments? If so, 
you should contact former Department of Justice Tax Division Attorney, our guy Milty, Mark Milton at scltaxlawyer.com. Mark Milton provides a local and holistic approach to tax resolution. Don't be sucked into the out-of-town tax resolution groups you hear on the TV and radio. Mark lives and works right here in our neighborhood in the Kirkwood area. We can see his office from the studio. If you have IRS problems, visit stltaxlawyer.com today. Remember, the choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertisements. Great show, guys. Great job. Love Good the show. Good day. Yep. I mean, I guests, was being serious. Travis yes. Ford, Athlete uh, of the Week. Everything you need to know rolled into one big old burrito at 12 o'clock every day. So when we mail it in tomorrow, we can cite yesterday's burrito. 100%. Slapping thighs, baby. Hard, the hard line is coming up next. <laughs> Congratulations.